Hey, everyone. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Soberland. I'm your host, Lindsay. And today's guest is my my friend, Brandon Shaw. I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. Welcome, Brandon. Hey. There. hey. <laughs> uh, AKA Shawzy. Is, is, that, yeah. is that still a nickname that you go by? You know it is. Uh, it's it's been my nickname since I was in fifth grade when I was uh, I was playing hockey and my my coach, um, my coach was actually Canadian and 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 just was giving everyone nicknames and I I don't know if it's a thing that they typically do up there but it's you know they just add like I E or Y to everybody's name and yeah. my last name is Shaw so it's just like Shazi and and so like throughout my life I've like I was good with it in high school and then afterwards I'm like all right I'm kind of like getting older like I'll go by Brandon or whatever and. <laughs> Like, nope. Like I'll, I'll introduce my, myself to like, you know, just people I've never met before. And then as soon as one of my friends like meets them too, it's sort of like, oh yeah, never mind. That's Shazi. Like, yeah, fuck that. Don't call him Brandon. So what would mine be? Cause I, I already have a Y at the end of my name. So what do you do with Lindsay? You know, maybe it'd be the last name because it's, it's like, at least with like, I played uh, with, with hockey. It was, everyone went by the last names because it's on their jerseys. Right. So is it, is it Cowan? Yeah. Cowan. So it'd be Cowany. <laughs> yeah, maybe or yeah, Cowany or or uh, maybe Cowie. I don't know. Cow- <laughs> so oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe oh. uh, yeah. Maybe I'm like very bad at this. So yeah, you can call me whatever you want, uh, Brandon, Dawsey, whatever, whatever you know you want to go with. Okay. Well, thank God I didn't play hockey, so I could just keep my name. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know we have been trying to get together and do this for so long, and I'm so sorry it took so long, but we are remotely recording. This is a, a, yeah. a first for Soberland. So we're. Yeah, the debut. How about that? <laughs> we're breaking a milestone. So <laughs> 3,000 miles away. <laughs> yeah, you are on the uh, East Coast in Florida, and I am back home in LA on the representing the West Coast. So we're just yeah, yeah, totally. covering the whole country. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Los Angeles. And I'm, I'm in uh, beautiful Orlando, Florida, where uh, there's theme parks and, uh, you know, that that's pretty much it. And well, there's also our college, which is how we know yeah. each other. We both met uh, in school and college at UCF, University of Central Florida, yeah. which is yeah. in Orlando. I I honestly was trying to think of like when I first met you. I, I college was kind of a blur, so I don't I don't know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I know that I used to see you at parties. Right. There was yeah. do you remember that? Yeah, I honestly your answer was exactly what I was gonna say. Like I was I was trying when we were, you know, we like text back and forth and and it'd be like, okay, so we'll just talk about how we know each other. And I was like, well, hmm. Um, I mean, like I, I knew you from Gabby, I guess. And like just the party scene of what, well, you know, whatever that was like 2007 to 10 or whatever. I don't know. I I'm, I'm in the same as you. It was all kind of a blur. And well, I remember in college, we both belonged to the group that was, it was kind of like the hipster musicians, people that were like really into <laughs> to bands and music. Um, totally. like we all shopped at urban outfitters, um, <laughs> But we all would get together. There was like a group of like, like forty or fifty of us, and we would hang out. Yeah. Do you remember the? We'd hang out at this house called Buck Wild. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. It, yeah. It was like it, back when like houses had names to them. You know, like I also hung out with uh, at, with some buddies at their house called the Buffalo. Like every house had a name. Yeah, because I think it was off like Buck Avenue, and so <laughs> it was like this two story huge house that like 
eight guys lived in and we'd, just, we'd be oh. like party at buck wild tonight yeah yes <laughs> who lived there again because I, I have like an embarrassing not an embarrassing story but i have a confession uh i know shaw did right okay yeah so like one at one of these parties and like god knows what's you know what time it was probably like one or two in the morning like i probably had like eight you know tall boys in me and and like some we were just like fucking around the backyard and there was like a bb gun back there and i was like oh i've never like shot one of these and i shot out one of their lights and i felt bad i never told anybody so you know here we are 2020 Secrets and uh, come out not that i think anyone would have noticed because that house was just a pure shithole yeah, it, it looked like it was going to f- just fall to the ground any in any moment. But uh, we had a lot of good parties there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Another place that I used to frequent in college was Barbecue Bar. Do you ever, <laughs> did you ever go there? Yes, yes. I've been there um, many a times uh, back in that day. Um, definitely a frequent. And uh, I, I honestly, I could say like, I don't really remember much of any of it. And that has nothing to do with how much time's gone by. I just... I rarely went down there without, you know, a few knocked back before, uh, before. Yeah, definitely. That, I mean, that was barbecue bar wasn't the kind of place you wanted to go sober. You, (laughs) you needed, you went there with a mission to get blackout drunk and I think everyone successfully did that. So, um, yeah, I spent most of my college years there and I'm pretty sure I saw you there. So that's, that's what I, (laughs) that's what I thought. So, yeah. I mean, like looking back, you know, it's, it, you're kind of like, I mean, they were the best times, but then there's also like, you look back and you're like, like, why did I ever spend so much time at a place like that? Like it was pure, just like, you know, just kind of just disgusting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I think basically this shows that like our friendship wasn't super deep. It was like a college partying, drinking friendship. (laughs) If I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, no. It's the same way. I I don't know anything else about you other than those days, but you know, thanks to good old Facebook, you kind of keep in touch, uh, at least knowing what each other's going through throughout the years. And, and, you know, once you, you started this podcast and I was like, Oh shit, like, that's like, I'm super stoked for you. And, 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 you know, it just seems like you're in a really good place right now. Thank you. Yeah. And same with Instagram and Facebook. I've been able to keep up with you. And I mean, it looks like I've seen that you've gotten married and you've had a baby and you've had like great career opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I've been married to uh, Alyssa now for um, we just celebrated our fourth anniversary and and we had dated for a better part of now, like eight or nine years. So, uh, yeah, she's she's been awesome. Ah, congratulations. You. And your your baby is so freaking adorable. <laughs> yeah, um, Mason, Mason, he just turned a year um, old and it's it's I you know, they tell you like time's going to fly by and and you just you're like, yeah, okay. And then it does. And next thing you know, it's a year later and you're like, how is this dude almost walking? And I, you know, remember him like he fit in the palm of my hand when we brought him home. So it's just it's madness right now. Oh, that's yeah, so he's cute. the best. Both both of those people were uh, very instrumental in my, uh, you know, my life changes. Um, I think we have a, a, a weird similarity here that we both worked for corporate chain restaurants. <laughs> yes. Yes. What's your, yeah. what's your experience with that? Um, well, currently I work for the corporate IHOP office. Oh, I've been there for coming up on four years. Wow. I can't, I, I think it's interesting when I come across people that work for a corporate chain restaurants because there's like a misunderstanding as like, if you say like, I work for IHOP, people like immediately assume you like are in the kitchen, like flipping pancakes, but 
it's like they there are corporate offices that like assist the restaurants in yeah. things. So where, who did you work for? Okay. So, and mine actually started more as a joke, like a, a good amount of my, my friends, you know, here in Orlando, as we've gotten older. Um, and these are the type of things that kind of, you know, you find funny these days is like, um, you know, we'd, we'd go get lunch at Fridays or, or Applebee's or, you know, Olive Garden. And, and, you know, while we're there, we would just take, you know, photos or whatever, just being ridiculous and, and dumb. And, and, and next thing you know, like they'd be either tweeting back at us or commenting and Olive Garden in particular was like always like very friendly and like send us like, I remember getting like a five pound bag of mints and <laughs> we'd get all these shirts. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we got these like temporary tattoos that would say breadstick uh, friends forever. And it turned out uh, one of my buddy, Matt Burns, he ended up getting a tattoo, but he's the only one that has uh, a breadstick friendship tattoo. Uh, so it's not really much of a friendship tattoo. But yeah, Aww. we we, uh, we just, did you guys like lie to him and say we're all getting tattoos yeah, and like he's yeah. the only one that well, actually I, followed through? Pretty much. Yeah, I think he's been like counting on one of us to actually get it. And uh, and now that I'm I'm no longer like with Darden, I think like my chances of getting a Olive Garden tattoo are pretty much slim to none. I mean. Um, it was, it was honestly, it just, it started as a joke. And then like, I've made a career, I guess, um, in social media. So like, you know, I was always doing like, I, I used to do social media for like the, uh, Orlando Sentinel and Sun Sentinel, like in the newspaper industry. And then I did some agency work and kind of connected with some of these social media people around here. And one of them were, um, uh, some of the, the folks over at Darden. And, uh, so once like they kind of saw us messing with them, um, I actually, you know, that I saw a job open up there and I was like, Hey, can you like recommend me? And next thing, you know, I was, I was working, um, I was running all the social uh, media stuff for yard house, which is like that. It's like a chain sports bar, you know, high end type food place. Oh, okay. Yeah. So see when I think of Darden, I think of like Olive Garden cause I know they own Olive Garden, Red yeah. Lobster, but yeah. I, yard house. Okay. That's yeah. I, I do. I do know of that. So that's the brand that you worked on. It is. Yeah. And like, okay. yeah. So, so Red Lobster got sold, but like if you, yeah. So like Longhorn and Olive Garden and like season 52 and Capitol Grill, that's all Darden. So I, you know, I just, I drank Kool-Aid and went right into just the, you know, the corporate restaurant atmosphere and Honestly, it was one of the more fun times because it's, you know, you're, you're, you're just promoting, uh, food and, and I, especially like, you know, the whole explosion, if you want to call it that of like Wendy's and, you know, moon pie and some of those like ridiculous Twitter accounts, like kind of gave us more freedom just to be ridiculous and, and just like, you know, just say random stuff. And, and somehow I ended up making a couple years of a career out of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because like, I don't really typically go to chain restaurants. One, because in LA, there's like none. Right. There's like the only chain is like Starbucks. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's like people are like, oh my God, I saw the the latest IHOP Elf on the Shelf commercial and I thought of you. I'm like, great. Like, so that's what people think of when they think of me is like just average breakfast food. Like, your brand, right? Like you are yeah. the IHOP lady. Um, I will say though, there, there are so many cool things about LA, but the one thing Orlando definitely has over that is, uh, I mean, we are like the chain restaurant capital. Like we are the hub when it comes to chain restaurants. Like, um, and I'm well, that's, very that, blessed. That's because you have, uh, you have Disney and Universal and all yeah. of those basically yeah. chain theme parks. So you oh, got to yeah. have the chain restaurant. Yeah. And they're always busy. It's, it's, it's wild. Like I, it, in actuality, I, uh, you know, my wife and I, we don't often go to chain restaurants, but 
you know, every now and then with the boys, if you want to call, you know, we'll go out and do something, <laughs> you know, have a have a guys' night at Applebee's and and then regret it after or whatever. But oh my god, uh, yeah, that's so funny. You know, here I am, thirty two. Uh, it's what's fun now. <laughs> and I, I actually worked. I don't know if you remember this or knew this, but in college, all four years, I worked at Olive Garden as a server. So oh, chain, wow. chain restaurants have basically Man. just put food on my table for Man. my whole life. So. You are. And oh, so you like, were you just all about the breadsticks and the salad and all that? Or did you just get over it real quick? It was, no, I was into that. Yeah. I mean, it fed me all throughout college, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, yeah. you know, you can, we can hate it on all we want, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, they're somehow crazy successful. So. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So are you, where are you working now? Uh, I just started a couple months ago at, uh, at Marriott Vacations, which, you know, I'm just sticking with the corporate, you know, the corporate chains and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so now I am a social media manager over there and I've gotten to learn the whole hospitality business. And I tell you, like back in the college days, like, you know, I was I was trying to make it in music and stuff like that. And if I knew what I'd be doing now, I probably would have hated myself. But you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty okay with it. And then I think the biggest thing that we have in common right now is that we uh are both sober. Yes. So yeah. how long have you been sober? Um, I celebrated my year, uh, on October 27th. Um, I got, got, yeah, I've got this app. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and like, I, okay. So this app I use, which is, um, this one is called Nomo. If anyone's looking, it's free and it helps you track. And so, yeah, it says I've got 439 days and I'm at 10,556 hours. It tracks all those numbers. And in the beginning, you know, I was like staring at it, like, you know, every half day, like, hell yeah. And they, you know, it's, it's, it's just very kind of like motivational it helps you like be accountable. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now. Okay. I think I have one of those too. Mine is like, I am sober, but yeah, it tells you when you have milestones and how much time you had. So that's yeah. like definitely a cool thing to, to have. Like what, what happened? Because yeah. like, like I said, I, I knew you in college and we obviously partied together and drank together, but so was everyone else. And right. it's like, you never, you know, at that time in your life, it's like, it seems like everyone is an alcoholic and then <laughs> some people grow out of it. Some people don't. So what, what kind of happened with your, with you after college and, and drinking and partying and all that? Yeah. So that's kind of the theme, right? Is like making, I guess making excuses, but it was in a way of like, oh, I'm in college, you know, and, and like that mind frame of like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you get, you, you, you drink, you know, five, six nights a week, or, you know, maybe I'm being uh, cautious with saying that, but like, you know, you, you drink a lot, you party with friends, you, you know, you wake up and do it again or whatever. And it's like, uh, well, you know, you tell yourself I'm in college, like everyone does this, like whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And that whole mind frame kind of went until I was maybe 23, you know, a little out of college. And, and that was honestly, throughout those years, I never thought of it as like a problem. The people I hung out with go to shows and, you know, it was just kind of like the lifestyle, I guess. And, and mm -hmm. I never really looked at myself um, as, oh, this is like an alcoholic type thing or anything like that. Um, and another thing when I kind of came out of, you know, being transparent about this stuff was your reaction was the same as almost everybody I know, which in a way was like, part of me was like, Oh wow, I really, I hit it almost too well. But then the other part of me is like, damn, that's sad because it, in some ways like, yeah, alcoholism or whatever, you can 
look back on a couple of friends that pass out like on the lawn of parties or like, you know, do stuff that you're like, oh yeah, they definitely have a problem. But I think there's a lot of people in society, especially that you would never know. And whether it's like functioning alcoholism or whatever, like it's something that you, and you may have kind of gone through this too. You know how to hide it real well. You know how to like get through the day, even if you're a little hungover and kind of make it seem like nothing's going on. And that that's something I, I did really well. So we were mostly social media friends in the last few years, but from the outside, it looked like, oh my gosh, uh, Shazi's married. He's got this like beautiful baby and yeah. he's getting, you know, he has this really great job. And so I think, yeah, when I, when you reached out and told me you were sober, I was like, oh wow. I, it seemed like everything was fine on the yeah. outside. Uh, yeah. Totally. And it definitely like, it comes in waves, you know, and that, you know, I, I think, and not to jump around too much, but like, it's the thing with getting sober that a, like I did it cold Turkey. And B, I did it without telling a lot of people at first because that's the way I wanted it. Um, similar to how I always knew it was a problem, I sort of wanted to just get over this problem like by myself and quickly realized there's no way in hell I could have done that. So, or- so well, to go back to like it being a problem, what was it for you that was like the struggle? Was it alcohol? Yeah, and- yeah. You know, growing up, which which is weird, you know, I I I never drank, like I never smoked weed. I um I didn't have my first drink till I was twenty one. Like it, like as ridiculous as that sounds, I and not that I was straight edge or anything like that. I I like I just I played I played sports growing up, and so you know I guess you could say I was like very busy. I was on travel hockey teams and whatever, and and then once I got to like high school kind of transitioned into music and so I was playing shows and playing in bands and and I was kind of fortunate that I I played uh with a bunch of my buddies who were very focused on music and really didn't like to fuck around with drinking and drugs and all that and we were just very like we want to make this our career it was like our job so throughout high school I was the same like just didn't really party and it really took into college to where I had my first drink and I think at that moment and just, I remember my parents even growing up saying like, oh, you know, don't drink alcohol. It runs in your family. And I didn't really know, like, like I get it. But then I was also like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, I'm just my own person. So whatever. And as soon as I started, um, I didn't even like the taste of beer. I would shotgun beers. Like I went from zero mm-hmm. to hundred real quick. I would shotgun beers and, and it would be like that feeling of like, oh, this is, this is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I love this. Um, yeah. It, now, that started in college? Yeah. 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 Okay. Right as, right as I got to Orlando, um, I was living with some buddies of mine and we just, did, I guess it's like around the time we all met and it just, we, you know, one thing led to another and it was definitely like super fun. You know, I've met a ton of people that I don't know if I would have done that sober, just party mode and outgoing. And it's almost like this community of just like, you're going out to the bars, you're going out to barbecue bar, you're going out to your friend's houses and stuff. And it just kind of becomes like the thing you do. And mm-hmm. and I think in the back of my mind, um, while I did in my mind think it was college, I also knew like, I think I like this a lot more than a lot of my friends. Um, mm-hmm. And just, again, just kind of like turned, turned, uh, turned away from it in the way it's like, I just don't want to address this as a problem. Like I'm just having fun. I was still in college and I was, you know, I graduated and and I felt like I was doing things with my life. So the part of me that always maybe thought about it as like an issue would always be like, well, you know, if it was an issue, like I would be like, I'd have a DUI or like, I wouldn't be able to function. And that was never the case. So I kind of like always gave myself an excuse. So mm-hmm. that that's, 
I guess circling back to how I how I knew it was a problem is that I found myself always spinning, either like waking up the next day feeling like shit or like kind of desperate just to go out that night. Even if a bunch of my friends were like, you know, we're, we're going to take it easy tonight. I would be like, all right, well, I'm going out. Those were the times where I'm like, all right, um, probably am way more into this than other people are. And by into this, I mean, you know, just like just getting drunk, like just going out. And, and, and it's just, you know, I, I, I knew that it was something that could build into eventually what it would be. Yeah. I, I know that feeling very well is also like that being like, wow, I like this more than other people. And like yeah, yeah. It, it almost being more of like, it gets to a point where it's more like a need than a, a want or like a social yeah. thing. So, yeah. and also like, I have always dealt with anxiety. Um, since I was a little kid, like I started going to a therapist when I was in maybe seventh grade. Um, I, I had, I, I still do have pretty severe OCD. And I remember like in middle school and stuff, I would like do all these repetitions and like these like different things that my parents didn't quite understand. And so uh, luckily I was able to finally feel like I knew what the deal was with OCD. And then I, from there I learned about anxiety and depression. And so I've always dealt with mental health type things. And that was another thing that alcohol kind of lent its uh, hand to was, you know, you, anything to get my brain from stop uh, just constantly working and driving me nuts was like a cool thing. And, and so like when I would be able to like kind of get a buzz and stuff like that, it was, it was easy for me to shut down. And again, that was more of maybe a coping mechanism than it was actual, just the way drinking should be intended, which is just, you know, it's, it's something that you can enjoy with people, but you don't need it. Yeah, definitely. So did that, continue like after college like yeah it, it it um it definitely was more of like kind of like a roller coaster it would be up and down like um uh, and it kind of just depended on what was going on in my life and i the first job i had out of college was at a uh like a smart punk it, it's uh like a at the time it wasn't a record label but like a bunch of people worked at this this music warehouse where there was like merchandise and 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 you worked with bands and stuff and it was just very like very low key. So like going into work hungover was not, um, you know, it wasn't frowned upon, like, I guess, you know what I mean? Like it was so, yeah. so like my first job out of college, it made it easy for me to kind of stay in that college life. And, and so I did that for some time. And then you know, when I got fired from there, um, it, it, it kind of sent me down a dark path, I guess. And, and just, you know, it, I ended up getting another job as a telemarketer and that was obviously not really fun whatsoever. So like, I guess just drinking kind of was just something I could, I could like lean on in those times of like, well, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I mean, the good thing about like, check, it sounds like to check out of like the reality of what's actually happening, you know, when it's like, you're, you're on a dialer for, you know, nine hours a day, you get home and you're just like, man, I just like, like that fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it easy. I'm going to like, make an excuse to go out or, you know, whatever, hang at home. And, and what it just, I always had an excuse. Yeah. To kind of take, uh, the edge off, I guess you could say. And, um, the thing though with me was that if it weren't for like my close friends and girlfriend at the time who eventually became my wife, like I probably could have gone down a really bad path, you know, after college. Mm. Um, but luckily for with them, it kind of kept me in check in the sense that like, 
my my girlfriend and I, who, again, my wife now, like we we our relationship wasn't based on drinking, and I'm I'm really really stoked that that was the case because if it was, um, I definitely could have gone down a bad path. So like that wasn't something her and I necessarily always did, but you know, whether it was in isolation um, or just again like going to you know going over someone's house and drinking more than others, like it was it was something that still continued on and off, really um, up until I mean. 20, 2018 was, was a, was a rough, rough year, 2017, 2018. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of when things got, got really bad. So did your friends or your now wife, um, at the time where they ever, did they ever like confront you about this and kind of be like, Hey man, this is kind of getting out of control or yeah, did they I, ever seem worried? Not to be honest, not with the, not with drinking. Um, you know, there would be, there would be times where I'd get the occasional, like almost a comment of like, you know, I, I, I like beer cause I actually like the taste. This would be someone else. And like, you know, you kind of seem you need it just to be social or just to hang out. There'd be little things like that where I'm like, Oh no, like, you know, that that's not the case, but I knew in my head it was. Um, but no, I mean, I, my story's weird because it was definitely more isolated and something I dealt with myself, you know, that's actually not weird at all. Cause that's exactly how mine was too. So don't, don't feel like you had to have an intervention for, yeah. for it to really be, right. um, you know, this crazy story because I, I, I'm in the same boat. I, no one ever confronted me about it either. So I think that can be sometimes an even more dangerous, uh, road to be on than the alcoholic who, has an obvious alcohol problem where right. like, friends and family are genuinely concerned. I think uh, you and I have a similar story here where we are both doing the most damage to ourselves. Yeah. And that can be a scary place to be in because a lot of people don't know from the outside what's happening. So yeah. it, it's, it's really sad, you know, because I, I, a big path of this sobriety is kind of like living your truth. And I just felt like for a decade I wasn't. And I, I don't say that saying I was a different person. Like I wasn't, I was myself, like my friend, like I didn't change when I got sober in the sense that I was still the same person, the same type of humor, the same friends and all that. But I just always internalized this guilt of like, I'm hung over today and maybe everyone doesn't know how much I had or like kind of thinking about it, um, looking forward to going out more than other people just just to be able to have some, you know, IPAs or whatever, just because I know they were super heavy. And definitely it, it got to the point where I knew I turned to certain whiskeys because I knew they were heavier. You know, I drank beers because I knew they were heavier. Like everything came down to like alcohol percentage and stuff like that. And just so many things that now looking back, I'm kind of like, how did I not like, what the fuck, dude? But you had a mission when you were drinking, yeah, wasn't you know? it? And, and yeah. at the time, again, it's just all about giving myself excuses where it'd be like, well, I have a job. I've got a girlfriend and I've got friends and I'm, I'm good. Like I still, you know, it'd always be like, well, I never missed work because of drinking or, you know what I mean? Like there was mm -hmm. things that I always, even if I were to check myself, I'd always give a pass because it's like, you know, like no one ever calls me out on this stuff and I'm able to function and I'm smart because I don't drink and drive, even though I always ask for DDs and you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Just always giving myself the excuses. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I, I mean, I was always the same. I would always take a Lyft or Uber and be super safe and I would make it to work on time. So I, I can totally relate to that aspect of alcoholism where yeah. it's not super obvious. It's funny, you talking about beer kind of reminded me 
for a few years, I dated someone that was a brewer. And so I was in that world of like professional breweries and around a lot of great beer and would go to like beer events with this person and like work at them a lot of the time. And I kind of, I, I remember being like, it's because I'm really interested in beer. Like, and I I actually, I learned a lot about it because I went to all of these festivals and I was around the brewery but it's so funny that I was like telling people and myself this lie that like I genuinely care about Mm -hmm. brewing and like and the process and the beer it's like no I care about getting drunk (laughs) I'm in the same boat so Yard House was it's a it's a beer brand like they have like a all like a hundred plus you know drafts on tap and stuff like that and and um I ended up becoming Cicerone um like uh it's it's basically like a it's a oh, yeah. level one like sommelier, but it's for for beer drinking or whatever. So yeah, I like took to like take an exam. Yeah, like I studied yeah. for months and like you know tested all these beers, quote unquote, and and you know and it, I mean yeah, it was motivation at work because it's it's it helped me do my job, but at the same time like yeah, the motivation was like you know a lot of people like it's basically like I couldn't control. Um, myself with trying higher IPAs because it really wasn't about the taste. It was more about like, oh, this'll this'll get the, the job done quicker, you know? Yeah. I know you mentioned that you've struggled with anxiety and depression for a lot of your life. Did I mean I, I kind of know the answer to this, but did the drinking make that worse? Oh my God, yeah. And yeah. And, and the thing though is right, so like the majority of the of this decade, I, you know, whatever that I I I really struggled was um, I always, <laughs> I looked at drinking as something to help. Like I mentioned earlier about like, oh, it calms my mind down or it helps, you know, take the edge off. When now being sober for the amount of time that I have been, it's like, oh my God, like I feel so much more centered and so much more like myself and able to deal with problems in a healthier way, whether it be running or whether it be biking or, you know, playing basketball, like whatever, compared to like, oh, let me just, you know, have a beer or four and call it a night. So yeah, like it, looking back now, it made it so, so much worse. And the amount of doctors and medications and, you know, all these things that I always kind of blamed on, you know, the medication not working because I was feeling more anxious, maybe had to do with how I was, I was basically trying to medicate myself, you know, like in part with that and just made it all worse. Yeah, because alcohol it is a depressant. It right. you know, so it makes you depressed. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I don't, I don't think I, I realized that either. That it, how much it was hurting me until I got sober. Where did it get really bad? Like, where was kind of your rock bottom, if you want to call it that, sure. or turning point? Yeah. So, um, for me, I and maybe you had this too, where you know you you knew that things were maybe not going well. So you're like, all right, this is it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm stopping, but then it just never, never happened. And, mm-hmm. and I really started to go through some anxiety, um, due to, I, I wasn't, you know, it, it, I wasn't sleeping right. Um, I, you know, was very anxious at work and just a lot of things internally, which then this was maybe 20, 2017, I want to say, or 2018. And, and so, I started drinking one or two every now and then just nightly just to kind of like whatever. And I then became super into whiskey and, and, and just next thing you know, I'm doing, I'm, you know, combining both beer and whiskey most nights. And, um, yeah, I mean that, that year was just tough because I was basically trying to 
handle my anxiety through drinking and, and just having constant panic attacks. And then when I'd have a panic attack, I thought, you know, the only way I could, you know, get through this would be, um, to, to drink more. So, um, you know, self-medicating myself, uh, to, to death. I remember when I knew it started to get really, really bad was, um, I would find myself Googling, um, uh, how do liver transplants work? Oh, wow. You know, um, you're, you're ready for it. Yeah, More of like, I, I always knew I was, sadly, I was kind of smart enough to know it. it like I wasn't doing my <laughs> organs or myself any justice and thinking in my head, well, like, I guess maybe when I get older, like, it'll just be super easy. They, you know, like, like it'll, there'll be 3d livers or whatever, you know? And, and like, that was my, um, yeah, that's where my head was at. And I, I remember when we got pregnant, um, I remember thinking in my head, like, as I was so fucking stoked and this was everything I wanted, but I was also in my head, like, man, I hope, I hope, I hope I haven't like fucked myself enough to where I can't see my, my son get older. And I remember uh, one of my best friends lost his father. Um, uh, he was in his uh, early, early 20s. And the, the pain that I knew he went through uh, was something I never wanted to put my, my, my kid through. Um, and so I made it a point of, you know, telling myself like, well, by the time he's born, like I'm going to have this under control. And I remember being in therapy, um, telling my therapist that, and she would kind of check me on it to be like, are you sure? Like, you're just all of a sudden going to stop it as soon as he's born. And I'm like, yeah. And then in my mind, I was like, that's, that's not really realistic. You know, like I have to, I have to, I have to really make an effort of doing this. And so I, I started, I started researching ways to get sober and there was detox programs and there were, you know, AA and stuff like that. And, and I think in my head, I, I just knew like in, in my head, it was a clock, you know, a, a countdown of like, all right, well, by the time he's born, like you better be good. And there was a night, uh, Halloween that, uh, my wife and I went to a party dressed up and I threw back way too many IPAs and just, um, I was just a complete mess. And, uh, when we got home, my, my, my wife and I got into, you know, she, she called me out on it and, Keep in mind, she she was seven months pregnant. So like we were at the finish line getting there. Mm -hmm. And I got up the next morning and I like had weird bruises and cuts. And um and I remember waking up immediately being like, fuck, dude. And I had a panic attack that morning. Um, and then she got up and we both were talking through things very emotionally, and she even said the words like I, 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 I'm not really sure in the future, like, I want you to be around with us. And, and mm. that just hit me in a way of like, wow, okay. Um, this isn't just in my head now. And, uh, so I, I literally, I went on Reddit and, uh, I found this group. Um, well, just to backtrack, I, I reached out to about two or three people that I knew had been sober and asked like, what, what can I do? I don't know if AA is going to work for me. I'm, I'm a very anxious person. I, I can, I, I just, I didn't know, you know, I was spiraling and, uh, and they, and one of them said, you know, Reddit has this, this subreddit, um, called stop drinking. Um, check it out. 
And it was kind of like this virtual AA in a way, but everyone just shared their stories. And as soon as I went on there, I would just spend like an hour reading through it. And I'm like, these people are literally going through like the same shit, if not worse, you know, than what I'm currently going through. And it just made me feel less alone. And, and, and that was a huge thing for me, just, just reading other people's stories. And I know AA and support groups are like that, but for me, this was the way that I wanted to take it in. And I, you know, I started reading through there and, and read people advice where it's like, you got to throw all the booze out of the house, everything gone. Like, don't, don't, don't leave it in there. And, and you've got to be open with people that you're doing this and, and you need to focus your energy on other things and know where your triggers are. And so I did all of this research, um, prior to actually just, I guess saying like, this is it. Um, but it took that night of, uh, of, you know, everything happening for me to be like, that's it. Like I, there's no turning back. And, and in my mind, and, and maybe this was the only way to get to it, but I, I told myself, like, if I don't get sober, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose yeah. my family. Um, and I knew if I'd lose my family, I would go down, uh, parts of depression. I didn't want to think about, you know, I didn't trust myself even thinking about that. And I, I knew that I had to make this right not only for myself, but for, for the people that truly cared for me and, and relied on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that morning. I remember, um, I, when I went, you know, we got home and I, I chucked everything out and she was like, what are you doing? And, and at the time, I don't think she fully knew that how serious I was with this. And I was like, I'm just, I'm getting rid of things. And Again, like I mentioned earlier, I, I I internalize it in the beginning where I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to set this. If I can get through a day, like that's a win. And I did. And then I got through two days and I realized then like, okay, like I, I, I really need to be open about this. And so I started, um, I posted online and I talked to some of my closest friends saying like, Hey, I'm doing this, just letting you know, like if I am different out and stuff like that, this is why. And they they kind of understood, but then kind of had the same reaction that you did in the beginning. That was like, what? Like, why? Like, you're fine. I've never, I've never even seen you that drunk. And so that, that beginning, um, you know, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Like the act of getting sober was, I don't want to say as hard as like what I was going through, but it was, it was a really, really difficult process that I don't think enough people maybe knew about or, or maybe didn't feel to share. And maybe not everyone has the same experience as me, but it was, it, it, at the same time, I was so stoked for every day I got through, but also like having to almost relive some of these moments while trying to explain to my wife and my best friends and my family and uh, friends that are asking me about it. Like, you know, having to relive these moments was, it was just really tough. Cause I, I kind of felt like everyone lost trust in me and almost like saw me as a different person. That was just never something I wanted. That's incredible. That's that you made that decision and you just went for it and did it. So congratulations. That's that's awesome. It's just, it's, it's so funny to me how similar our stories are, just how we were kind of both kind of secretly struggling and it was more um, of an internal thing than we were able to kind of keep our lives looking normal and being functional. Um, and also the fact that we both kind of are not huge fans of AA. And I think that's another important thing is AA is not the only solution for getting sober. It's a great one and it works for so many people, but 
I definitely have struggled with my relationship with AA. I've definitely used it and I've popped in and out of meetings throughout my sobriety. But I think I'm on the same boat with you. I, because of my anxiety, there are many times I would walk into a meeting and walk out feeling worse and wanting to drink because my anxiety was so high from sharing such personal things with strangers. Um, So I think that... uh, that's totally a normal thing too if you don't relate to AA. A lot of people do, like I said, but if you don't, it's okay. And um, it's really cool that you found this online support group, basically. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. can you can you tell me again what it was I, I heard you mentioned Reddit, but what what yeah. exactly is this? The sub the, the subreddit, excuse me, is uh literally just stop drinking. Uh all just like no spaces or anything like that. And it's uh, you know, it's an open group. Uh you don't have to, you know, answer questions or whatever to get in it. And it's literally just people telling their stories. And it's some people, yeah, I've learned so much from that group, um, even in the sense, and this is another thing that maybe AA talks about, or maybe, um, you know, rehab that I never knew is, you know, you, you get through even like a month, a couple months, a year, and you think, you know what, like how I am right now, I, I never, um, I never want to drink. Like I, I'm so happy to, to not, want one. And, uh, I think a lot of us in our situation maybe get too comfortable with that. And I've read stories where people have been, you know, sober for three years, five years, 10 years and think, you know what, I'm just going to have champagne on New Year's Eve. It's, you know, it's whatever I've been sober for 10 years. It's fine. And then relapse after that and go back down to where they started. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's important to read stories of people that have been sober for a while, people that are just getting started, people that have, you know, maybe, didn't have the issue, but it was their loved one who were no longer with us and, and would post about it. And for me, it was just very um, important to kind of take everybody's knowledge of how they've gotten through it, because this also goes into my thinking with AA. I would never, you know, and, and you said this perfectly, like it works for a lot of people and that's great. And if a higher power is something you turn to or, you know, w- whatever the case may be, um, that's great. If you can get sober in any way possible, that's amazing. But in our situations, we knew, Hey, this, you know, this is not really something that we felt comfortable doing. And, um, it's, I think just, I think it's just, however you can find a way and whether that's some Reddit sub subgroup or whatever, like then cool. Like I, I didn't turn to religion. I didn't turn to any sort of higher power. I didn't turn to, I've never gone to a meeting and maybe that's the wrong way of doing this, but I did it my way and so far it's worked well, but I do know as the years go on, it, you know, it doesn't just get easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think the common commonality there is, is support in AA. You're getting it face to face on this, this group that you're in. It's just virtual, but either way, you're connecting with people that are going through the same thing as you. And I think that's the important piece here is like, that's a huge part of sobriety is getting that support. The people that I've, I've made friendships with, like you and, and, and uh, uh, countless others that I've met through this sobriety journey is unbelievable because there are people that I've been either, maybe I went to high school with them or just know them now. And they reach out like, cause I, I've decided, you know, I'm going to be open about it on social media and fuck what people think. Like if I can reach out to others or even just have one person look at it and be like, Oh, if, you know, if he got through it, then I can do it or something, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. the amount of people that I've heard from that are like, Hey, I've, I've been sober or Hey, I'm in AA or, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's incredible. Like it's, it's unbelievable. The amount of people that I've either reconnected with or created new friendships because of this, um, is, has been just such a cool benefit. 
Totally. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I do this podcast is it's a way for me to get that connection with other people that are sober and that support. And I think, yeah, any way that you can get that is great. It doesn't necessarily have to be AA. There's other ways to do that. I I think one of the hardest things throughout all of this is being open about it and talking about it and not only with um, fellow uh, people that are, you know, in AA or are going through the same issues, but it's also like opening up yourself to, to those who don't know anything of what we're going through. And so I just, I really give you props. I think this podcast is incredible. And I think the more people that are open and speak in their truth, the better, because you just, you never know who it's going to reach. Yeah. Well, thank you. I was going to ask you about what, what it's like for you now in sobriety. Yeah. Um, what's like the biggest difference that you've recognized in yourself and now that you're sober for me it's um honestly it's confidence it's um being my best self and that's not to say that i'm not struggling in other areas you know i mean we're, we're all human and we all go through shit um for me it's i i've never felt more comfortable with myself you know i think through the years of drinking like you you feel guilty you, you feel like you're doing something wrong or you're letting yourself down. And now I just, I don't feel that anymore. You know, it's, I, I have a clear mind. My anxiety has been, um, you know, more, more controlled than ever and I'm sleeping better. And honestly, just, I, I'm, I'm getting so much more enjoyment out of life, uh, mainly focused on my family, you know, my son, um, and getting to watch him every day and knowing that he's never going to see me hopefully, uh, go through any of these issues and, and that, you know, I, I've never been under the influence of anything since he's been born. And that's, that's a huge win for me. So it's, it's just better mentally, physically, just everything. Yeah, totally. I, once again, I, I totally relate to you and that, and like that confidence was a huge thing for me too, because I think a lot of times we're, we're drinking because of our insecurities. Yeah. And then I think with, when, with sobriety, you get like full clarity and you're able to actually deal with your shit and, uh, and work it out so that, yeah, you can be more clear minded and confident. That's a huge thing that I've learned as well. So, yeah. So since you don't go to like AA meetings, what are some things that you are doing to stay sober and get that support that you need? Anything beyond that, that online group? Yeah, I, I definitely have, um, I guess, what 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 does AA call it? Are they are, are they coaches or oh sponsors? sponsors? Yeah, I I like I have my own versions of those. I guess I I have. I mean, obviously my my wife sees me every day, and um, you know, I I, I there's definitely people around me that would know uh, what would happen. So there's 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 knowing that that's always what's going on in, in my life, and that people will keep me in check. But I have people in sobriety that I reach out to just to check in from time to time. Uh, you know, definitely around the holidays, it's just checking in on each other, you know, cause that can be tough or. That's true. This was, was this your first? No, this well, is your second yeah, holiday. Second, But it doesn't make it any easier, you know, because it's just everyone uh, is, is good with, you know, and, and I want them to be, I, I guess that's a whole different subject is the whole awkwardness of people wanting to drink around you now. And that's, I don't want mm. that to be the case, but also like, it is hard when everyone is drinking around you and not to say every holiday is like that, but you know, like there, I remember going to my first show feeling better with sobriety and, you know, you've got everyone you're talking to with tall boys and stuff. And you're just like, damn, like this kind of sucks, you know? So it's good to, yeah. you know, kind of share that with others to be like, ah, this sucks. And it's, 
they'd agree and talk about something else. And just like those little check-ins. And I think the biggest thing for me is, is understanding myself is, is just keeping my, my mind busy. And so I ran almost every day for the first year. Uh, and I've tried to just do anything physically to help not only tire me out, but just, just to kind of help me stay focused. And so whether that's biking, running, basketball, even just yard work as, as, as lame as that sounds, it's just, I like just staying active because it's something for me that just helps me again, stay focused, understand like what's important to me and, and, and not, you know, allow myself to drift into the the thoughts of uh, going back. Yeah. And it's awesome because now in sobriety, like you actually can uh, do these physical things because I remember so many times when I was drinking, I'd be like, I wish I could like get into shape or go for a run or exercise, but I feel like absolute shit right now. So I can't. So I think, yeah, it's great to be able to actually have the choice to be like, I'm going to go work out today. Yeah. Like not, not being hungover is the coolest fucking thing. Like I, (laughs) you know, like you get so used to it almost (laughs) and, and, and it just, it gets to the point where I I remember like when you'd have those days where not only just the headache or you just didn't feel like eating or all that stuff. And, and I, I've, I have this new appreciation with food because it's like, I, I'm never not hungry. And, and it's just like all these things that I, I just maybe didn't appreciate at the time. Cause some of those days where you're somehow over, you're just trying to get through it. And then now it's yeah. appreciating every day. And, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's opened my mind. And yeah, like you, you mentioned with being physically able to do whatever for sure. That's it's incredible. But that's so funny. Cause I've experienced like a similar thing with food because when I was drinking, I would want all of my money and all of my calories to be saved for alcohol. And so I like, if I was at a nice restaurant, I wouldn't care about the food. I would be more concerned about the wine or whatever, but now it's like, I love food yeah. and I enjoy it and I feel like I can taste it better, sure. but and I love like, cooking and going to new restaurants and it's like a whole new like fun thing to it is um, you know and to experience and the, the thing is is when I you know first got sober I remember it was all you know it was just all about sweets like I wanted ice cream every night yeah all this and and now that that's kind of died out like it's definitely turned more into I I mean my wife is a fantastic cook and like and we're very uh experimental well if you can call it that like I meaning like I I don't mind trying new things and 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 actually enjoying them instead of like you mentioned, uh, you know, maybe being more focused at restaurants to be like, Oh, what kind of beer selection do you have? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So I actually, I have a question for you because since we both don't go to AA, I think we have, we don't have a huge amount of sober people in our lives, right. which we were kind of talking about. And that can be a little awkward sometimes when you still have those friends that drink and they're like, do we drink do you want, is it okay if I drink around you or you can just feel uncomfortable being around it? And that's something I honestly struggle with a little bit in sobriety. I, I am in a relationship with someone that's sober and that's who I spend most of my time with. And right. so it, that it's gotten a lot better since I've been with, with my boyfriend, um, because we just do fun activities that don't include drinking and we don't even have to think twice about it because neither of us drink and it's, it's awesome. But I think I experience that more, that issue more in friendships because I don't really have any friends that are sober. Um, I have a lot of good friends that are respectful and when we meet up, they don't drink or at least the activity isn't alcohol focused. And I really appreciate and love them for that. But there are still a lot of friendships that the only activity we did together was drinking. And so I think I struggle with those and do you ever 
have a similar issue and like, how do you handle that? Yeah. I, I think I, again, I've been, I've been really lucky that a lot of my friends have embraced it. And, uh, I do have a couple that never drink. So I, you know, obviously get closer with them and stuff like that. And yeah, they're super respectful. And I think what we've honestly done is we, we, I, especially just what I enjoy doing now has nothing really to do with drinking, whether it's going to like an, you know, Orlando solar bears game or going to a show, but just, you know, talking to people and doing it with water instead of just relying on how many beers I've had to feel comfortable talking to people, Um, you know, playing music myself, getting back into that has been great. But yeah, I I mean, even like, you know, we always do like a Friendsgiving and, and, and we host it and, you know, drinks are flowing, but at the same time, just, I don't know, maybe, maybe I've just gotten lucky, but I just don't have the urge to really dive into it. And, and it just helps that I've known these people for so long and they all know now what I'm going through, that there mm-hmm. is no pressure of like, try this or take a sip of this. Like everyone is always like very cool about it. And, uh, you know, I, I love them dearly for that because I, yeah, I, 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 I feel very fortunate because, yeah. you know, they, I've definitely, there, there are those friendships that it was, you know, we would jam just to drink together. And, and that's just, you know, kind of out of my life now. And, and, and I think I've just made that piece, you know, where it's like, hey, if, if you're weirded out by this or if you maybe feel in some way like this is sort of you and, and you don't want to face that. So like you're going to continue on with your life and, and not talk to me about it. That's fine. Um, but luckily for me, I've got a good group of friends and, you know, again, my wife and and my family that I've totally been respectful about it and almost to a point where it's gone the opposite way to where we uh we celebrated my mom's birthday you know uh, a few weeks ago and she had a mimosa and then like the next couple of days was like I'm so sorry I did that I'm like mom like it's your birthday like, it's cool don't worry <laughs> you know like you know, but it gets to that point where you know almost people want to be too careful about it and and I love that but also it's it's no I'm good like don't worry about it and so yeah I mean there's definitely those 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 issues from time to time, but I've been very fortunate to have a good, good support group around me that, you know, even if they're not sober, they understand it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it it also depends on the situation. Like if I'm at a restaurant or something and friends have a, are drinking, like that's fine. I'm, I'm really not bothered by that. But if it's like someone's birthday and we're at a bar and that's literally the only thing to do. And that's the entire focus of the evening. I think that's when I'm just like, I don't want to be here. I'm I'm sorry. I got to step away from this. And that's kind of where I've seen friendships um, kind of not gone, but just not like they were. And and I will say the, the, (laughs) I've been very lucky um, for many reasons of, of being a father, but that is one thing that I'm, I have no interest in going out much anymore, especially late at night, because no matter what my night's like, he's still going to be up at 6.30 or 7 in the morning regardless. So, Oh, yeah. You have like a human to exactly, take care of. Exactly. So. <laughs> you know, so you know, I've been less tempted because I, I don't really want to find myself in those situations just because, you know, parenting's a full-time job and all that. But no, I mean, there's definitely been times where I, I, uh, I'll look at my wife or just, you know, if I'm by myself and I'm like, you know what, I don't want to be in this environment. I'm sort of getting weirded out by it and either just step outside or just to leave. And I think again, that sort of comes with the confidence that I have now to where in the past I would have thought like, oh, I wonder what they're all thinking about me if I left. And now it's like, fuck it. They don't get it. That sucks. But maybe, you know, if they realize I even left, they'll be like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, it was too much. So, um, yeah, 
but parenting is well, is a good is a is a good help with getting sober for sure. Yeah. And that's so great. It's really awesome that you got sober like right before your son was born. And I'm sure like he, he can't verbalize this right now because he's like a year, but as he gets older, I'm sure like he will totally realize that you were so present in his life yeah. and appreciate that. And that will just really make a huge difference in your relationship and his whole life. And so that's really amazing. So congratulations. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I'm proud of you too. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just, you never know where life's going to take you. And, and I don't want to say like, I'm happy the 10 years of, you know, this, this, this sobriety thing happened. Like I sort of wish I wasn't made this way to not be able to drink in moderation. But at the same time, I think it's made me a better person. And I've realized all the shit that I've gone through, I can now teach to him. And as he gets older, it's like, dude, don't even, don't even try and like fill whiskey with water and shit like that to think that, you know, we know the one. like, I know all the tricks. I, I know what you're going to smell like. It's me. Like yeah. just, and I don't want to tell him not to drink. Cause that's not my, you know, I want him to do things for himself, but at the same time, it's like, I just want him to have an open relationship with it and be able to talk to me about things. Um, and not do what I did, not internalize it for so long to where you don't feel comfortable talking about it. And, and that's, that's mainly my thing, but, um, just, I, I, I just want to, when I was starting to be open about a lot of this, you know, some, I had a couple people reach out to me and be like, Mason, you, it's similar to what you just said. Like Mason may not be able to say it now, but he's absolutely going to know the difference between you sober. And if you, uh, continued on, you know, with your issues, because, um, throughout time, they realize it. And I being present is something I try and do every single day. And uh, I'm, I'm just really, really happy that that's, that's life right now. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Yeah, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for and your you. family. You and your family are so cute. Yeah, I, you know, they make me they make me look good. I definitely can't keep up with them. And the one thing is, I, I think, especially now with him, any photo that I'm in with him, I don't even think people realize I'm in it. It's just all about you know him so it's 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 cool it's just i i love just showing him off because at the same time you know there's parts of me that maybe thought i would never reach fatherhood or you know like you know what i mean like we always had thoughts of like where things were gonna go so the fact that i'm here i'm just stoked on it yeah definitely are you guys gonna come out to california anytime soon you know what we we are yeah the short answer is yes um we there's no trip planned uh we're gonna be in austin texas for uh, a wedding coming up and that'll be his first flight. So I don't know if California would be Aww. a great first flight, but we, <laughs> that, that's a long one. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we, like we've, we've traveled we were at big Sur and we've got some friends that live out, you know, in Santa Barbara and, and, and LA and stuff like that. So I definitely want to get out there. I had more of a reason to in my previous job, but with Marriott now, maybe they'll, you know, send me out and do some stuff. So I I'd love to, and if we do, I'd love to meet up just to talk definitely. because uh, it, I think the support is, is, is key to this. And if there's anyone struggling, it's like open it, be open with people and find that support. Cause that is just, it's, you can't replace it. And we'll do, if you come out here, we'll do a sober land episode part two. Yeah. And yeah. With better quality and maybe less awkward remote issues. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think that our, the remote podcasting is going to work out. I think it's going to turn out well. I have my fingers out. crossed. Yeah. I hope I was a good test but- to it. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. So, is there anything else you want to say before you before we wrap this up? Um, no, I mean, I, I 
I, I just think overall, you know, shout out to anyone who's struggling right now. You're not alone. Shout out to people who've gotten, you know, five, 10 years, whatever, or shout out to the people that's gotten through a week. Like, like you may think it's not that much, but it means the fucking world. So like, just, you know, just, just keep pushing, keep grinding. And, and I am available. Um, if you don't know who I am, you know, I, I just, I don't know if there's a way that you can find. Me. I was going to say, what's your Instagram yeah, handle? Cause I think I found that's a great way to sure, connect with people. It's at Shawzy with two Y. So it's S H A W Z Y Y. Um, DM me just, just if you need my phone number, hit me up. We could text. Like I, I think for me, I just want to be there for people. Cause not only I feel like it's the right thing to do, but obviously helps me keep in check. So, um, totally. fighting and, and, and feel free to reach out to me. I'm here. Same here. If you ever want to reach out to me as well, I, I'm on Instagram at Lindsay Cowan. Um, and I love when people uh, message me about episodes and reach out for extra support and vice versa. So awesome. that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. Well, I thank you so much for, for being on here. And it was so great to, to hear your story and hear how great you're doing and only good things to come for you. I I'm sending it out there. Good vibes only. <laughs> Thank you. I send them right <laughs> back. I appreciate you. You know, we finally connecting and, and wish you well. And please keep in touch. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Thanks, Shazi. All right. Thank you.